What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Peeps, Mr. Fretz here. Welcome to episode 91 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Al Wilson Appreciation Night. We are on the road to 100, which by the math that I'm attempting here will um, take place just after New Year's. So if you want to send me a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm slash Fretzelmania, send it there. Hit me up with a DM, hit me up with a cameo if you want to, but let's make 100 uh, something cool. You know, I got a guest lined up, I got the pay-per-view lined up that I'm going to be reviewing for that particular one, and uh, let's make it a good time. I know it's only November, by the time you hear this, this is actually recorded just before Halloween, but hey, it's going to come up fast, so the countdown to FM 100 is on. This week, SmackDown comes from Manchester, New Hampshire. We started off with a recap of what went down last week with uh, Brock Lesnar and the Big Show. But before we get into the rest of that show, what else is going on in the wonderful, silly world of the wrestling? On Monday Night Raw, November 3rd, 2002... It took place in the Fleet Center in Boston, Massachusetts. I forget what it's called now. It is home to uh, my most hated team in all of sports, the Boston Bruins. Hate them. If you're a fan of that team, um, I don't hate you, but I might like you just a little bit less. <laughs> so we had Three Minute Warning, one of the newest draftees to Monday Night Raw. Jamal and Rosie def- defeating Bubba Ray Dudley, and Jeff Hardy. This is kind of going ahead of their six-person tables match that they'll be having at Survivor Series in a couple of weeks. I have a very royal guest lined up for that show, and uh, I'm really excited to record with that particular person of royalty. Trish Stratus defeated Ivory. Surprised she was still working at this point in time. Lance Storm and William Regal. Defeated Al Snow and Tommy Dreamer. E-C-Dub, E-C-Dub, E-C-Dub. The newest member of Monday Night Raw, Batista, defeated Just Incredible in just one minute. E-C-Dub, E-C... Speaking of E-C-Dub, Test defeated The Hurricane. Rob Van Dam, and I know every single one of you did the thumb point thing When I said that, defeated Christian, and the team of Booker T and Kane defeated Chris Jericho and World Heavyweight Champion 
Triple H. Meanwhile, at the Impact Zone, or the Nashville County Fairgrounds Coliseum, in front of approximately 800 people, the day before this episode of SmackDown, we had Jorge Estrada defeating Miss TNA Bruce. I can't believe that's still a fucking thing at this point in time. Via countout, BG James, the Road Dog, pinned Sonny Siaki. NWA Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted, defeated Slash and Brian Lee via disqualification. Six Pack defeated Brian Lawler. Kid Cash defeated Tony Mamaluke, Ace Steel, and the SAT, the Spanish announced team that is Jose and Joel Maximo, in an Elimination Tables match. Mamaluke eliminated Steel, and then Joel eliminated Mamaluke, and then Kid Cash eliminated both of the Maximos. I'm going to have to look and see how that happened. Jeff Jarrett defeated Kurt Henning by disqualification, and in the main event, Jerry Lynn pinned AJ Styles to win the X Division Championship. And man, this rivalry is so damn good, but it always flies under the radar because it's early day TNA. And not a lot of people were paying 10 bucks a week for these pay-per-views. I mean, if you're like if you're like my friend, you have that little uh the, the little black box, the little the little card that you put into your star choice player that allows you to uh, steal. You steal them. It's the satellite version of BitTorrent. You cannot do that today. Damn what BitTorrents, I think all of us do. Let's, Let's be real here. But yeah. Velocity, the favorite show of Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast and the RA Era podcast. Check out their watch-alongs. They're a really good time. They did Velocity from about a couple of years from now. And if you guys are hearing this, you know, hit me up. I'd love to do a Velocity episode with all y'all. So we had November 2nd. I don't think I went over this one last week, but I got two weeks of, of Velocity to go over with you here. We had Chuck defeating Reverend Devon on November 2nd. Chavo Guerrero. Defeated Tyson Dukes, and that might be a familiar name to a lot of us, especially those who watched the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Now, how long ago was that? Six years. Good gravy. We're getting old, folks. Albert defeated some random jobber. The team of Funaki, SmackDown number one announcer. And Billy Kidman defeated Crash Holly and Jamie Noble. Meanwhile, November 9th, 2002 Velocity had the makeshift tag team of Funaki and Chuck defeating Farouk and Reverend Devon. And I don't know if this is a rib or if Billy Gunn wasn't at the show, but this is weird. I have to track this down and see if uh, Funaki dressed up as Billy Gunn. Albert defeated a uh, enhancement talent 
And in the Velocity main event, I mean, nothing says main event Velocity like Tajiri, who defeated Crash Holly. Now for SmackDown, November 7th, 2002. We are a couple of weeks away from the Survivor Series. We are in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we get right into the opening contest, which is a mixed tag team match pitting Billy Kidman and Tori, who were shoot dating at the time, against Cruiserweight Champion Jamie Noble and his girlfriend Nydia. We then see a little blurb here for the WWE Anthology is available next week. And this is the the one wrestling CD that eluded me over the years. You know, I had Full Metal. I had WWE The Music Volume 2, 3, 4. I think I kind of stopped when like 5 and that um, uh, Aggression CD came out with all the rap on it. Uh, I... Frankly, I thought it would be a little embarrassing to own uh, wrestling theme songs in my uh, <laughs> in my CD wallet at the time. Like my friends, are like, hey man, let's listen to some stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, Elden Biscuit, you know, Corn, Our Lady Peace, WWE. I mean, we were still watching at the time, but I mean, yeah, it, listening to wrestling theme songs is kind of a niche thing, but I'll do it to chill. I'll. I should have done it when I was studying. I should have done it when I was in college. Like, man, that would have been perfect studying music because the, the ones that I like aren't lyrical. So we see right away, Jamie Noble clotheslines Tori from behind the referee's back. We see a good back and forth bit here. Uh, Tori and Nydia uh, having decent exchanges back and forth. You know, Nydia is still really green. You know, Tori's been... She's been training. I mean, she's been in wrestling since about 1999 at this point. So she's getting there. She's getting better. Nydia is, uh, she needs a little polish. She needs to work with some people. I mean, you know, backstage, you're working with people like Ivory and Jacqueline, who are just fantastic coaches and two of the goats when it comes to uh, women's wrestling in ring. Back and forth bit here, we see uh, <clears throat> Bailey Kidman land the Stratisfaction, the uh, Tornado Bulldog, a shooting star press, and he pins the Cruiserweight champion, Jamie Noble, and I smell a title match coming at the next pay-per-view. Backstage, the Big Show arrives and tells some guy to tell Brock Lesnar that he's here. Okay, and tonight's SmackDown is brought to you by the I don't want to say the word hit movie. It's more like a shit movie. Half Past Dead. Also, Xbox and Subway. There is nothing controversial about Subway at all. Tori and Al Wilson have a chat backstage. And Al says that tonight that he's going to do something. But he's going to do something for him. I'm going to do something for me. And I just want you to know that, you know, something about having hit his support. And then backstage again, we have Funaki, SmackDown number one announcer, with John Cena, who starts to freestyle rap about Rikishi. Rikishi walks into frame, and he has some bars too. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, I can kind of tell now, because, you know, his kid's pretty damn good at it. And you remember that uh, 
epic rap battle of history between the Usos and the New Day. You know, don't go all rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. If you know, you know. Stephanie is uh, watching what happened last week with uh, Eric Bischoff in The Kissing and the weirdness about Bischoff wearing a mask of her father and then putting the moves on Stephanie. It's weird. It's still weird. It's still so fucking weird. Los Guerreros walk into frame here and ask for a tag title match. Stephanie says that uh, this Tuesday on Super Tuesday, a.k.a. Um, we're not taping SmackDown this week, folks. Uh, we're going live, so be on your best behavior, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have a special announcement regarding the Tag Team Championships. And since you want to be in the ring with a champion so bad, Eddie, how about tonight you take on the undisputed champion Brock Lesnar in an on-title match? What do you think? Oh, no, no. And Eddie's really hesitant. Uh, don't blame you because it's Brock freaking Lesnar. And your daily reminder here to hydrate yourself, folks. Uh, drink the appropriate glasses of water. Drink your appropriate amount of uh alcohol-free beer like i'm drinking right now rikishi versus john cena and despite being a rapper now john cena is still coming out to um his rock theme so there's there's some polishing here that needs to get done and once this thing is polished i mean it is freaking gold it is gorgeous it is sterling silver it's not bronze it's better than bronze it's that so cena then uh punches rikishi in the ass and hurts his hand doing so i've heard of buns of steel but this is ridiculous man cena super kicks rikishi we see a missile drop kick by john cena a camel clat, camel clat, Baba, you make, you make the quiche, you make the fatu, annoy humble. Then we see a stank face, and uh, there's a bit here. I think Taz says that ain't vanilla ice, that's chocolate ice. Gross, gross. Uh, Bunzai quiche wins and it ends. So, Cena's catch getting his stride here. His push is a little stop-start, but this wrapping thing is, uh, it's gonna take off soon. I, I can just feel it. Backstage, Matt Hardy, version one, gives Shannon Moore a little bit of advice. You know, Shannon Moore has recently become an MFer, a Mattitude follower, if you will. He's uh, making a coffee, and then Matt tells him, you know, don't take all these empty calories, don't put sugar in your coffee. He then talks about, you know, being Mattitude or something and saying that he's going to go to Brock Lesnar's locker room tonight. Al and Don are having a chat backstage about, you know, something. They're going to go out to the ring and have a have a chat. I want to ask you something. Matt Hardy meets Paul Heyman and is demanding a match with the Big Show to soften him up for Survivor Series like he did with The Undertaker ahead of no mercy i mean yes matt hardy did defeat the undertaker twice by count out 
and didn't really soften him up. Yeah, I know I skipped those weeks, but I checked results. I watched highlights and all that. They're good smackdowns, but I wanted to match things up. And because I was taking a week or two off, I had to fill the void somehow. Now, in the ring, we have another... I don't know if I want to call this a banger segment, but I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Now what we all came here to see, our wrestling proposal. Al Wilson, the actual father, shoot father of Tori Wilson, proposing to Don Marie. Now this has been an on-screen couple for a couple of months now. We've seen them appear together in the crowd at pay-per-views. We've seen them together at the Halloween Smackdown party. We saw them in the shower together where Don was naked and Al Wilson was in there 100% fully clothed, getting soaked by the shower and probably soaked in his pants. And (laughs) he says that he'll kill himself if she says no. The crowd's saying... Just say no. The crowd is booing this. The crowd is going like, no, no, no. Like, any of you have a shot with Don Marie. I mean, especially you sweat hogs in New Hampshire. Like, my lord. (laughs) So we're going to have a wrestling wedding coming up soon. And oh boy. (laughs) I can't wait to get to this one because that's some good shit, pal. (laughs) And now, the Extreme Blast of the Night is brought to you by the JVC Tower of Power. And it's the big show chokeslamming Brock Lesnar through the announce table last week on SmackDown. When I come back from this commercial break, folks, we have the big show versus Matt Hardy, version 1, and the first meeting between Brock Lesnar and Eddie Guerrero. Oh, and we have a tag team title match. And it's a doozy. Stay tuned. Ruthless aggression. Two words that define the better part of WWE's modern era. Wouldn't you love to take a time machine back just to relive those memories? Well, now you can because it's Friday and it's time for the Fretzelmania podcast right here on WrestleAddict Radio. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. This portion of the show is brought to you by our merch store on Spring. Link is in the description below. Folks, it's November's, and not only are we getting a head start on our November stashes, fellas, you should also be getting a good head start on your Christmas shopping. Nobody likes a last-minute shopper. You can get just about anything you can think of featuring each and every member of the war crew we got t-shirts and hoodies pullover and zip up face masks tapestries mugs things you can hang on your wall shower curtains yoga mats welcome mats bath mats featuring each and every member of WrestleMania Radio so you got the Fretzelmania collection you got the Mr. YLP collection the kings of the rings podcast collection featuring each and every member that is willie t agent k murphy themselves and of course king 
Frankie Rose, and who could forget my good brother from Wisconsin, Nate, the effing great with the Brace or Impact Collection. Link to all this is in the description below. Patreons get 15% off. And speaking of Patreon, hey, check out our Patreon. Not a lot happening there lately, but you can check out our back catalog. There's a lot of good exclusive stuff on there. Now, on to the rest of the show. Well, well, it's the Big Show versus Matt Hardy version one. Uh, backstage, Tori runs away crying as a result of this announcement. That's kind of uncalled for. You should be happy that your father has found love following his divorce. Mind you, the woman that he is marrying is your mortal enemy. You should still be happy, you ungrateful. <clears throat> Today's Matt fact is Matt hates the cold weather and Matt scored 1330 on his SATs. Uh, can someone reach out to me, Fretzelmania, on Twitter, send me a DM, no dick or boob pics, please, and tell me if that's good or not, because we don't have the SATs in Canada, and I don't know what that means. So, basically, this match is a glorified squash. A show kills Matt, chokeslam, it's over. And then backstage, Brock Lesnar smashes the TV. Paul Heyman is continuously... Uh, Planting a seed of doubt in the beast's ear. Now, folks, we have what just might make my match of the year list for 2002. And no, I haven't been keeping track of them because I'm keeping track of my match of the year list for this year. And it's tough enough as it is. We got the tag team championships on the line in a best two out of three falls match. The champions, Kurt Angle. And Chris Benoit, good friends, better frenemies, defending the titles against Edge and Rey Mysterio. And here we are, 20 years later, full circle. Nate, take a shot. We had Edge and Rey recently teaming on um, on Raw a little while ago. Well, although Rey is now on SmackDown and about to be fed to Gunther ahead of uh, Crown Fool. Yeah, it's a great full circle moment here. And it's known here that if the champs come to blows, they will both be suspended for one year. I think it was with pay. I can't remember what was specified there. So we see Benoit suplexing Edge. Edge spearing both Angle and Benoit in the corner. A really nice spot here where Edge launches Rey Mysterio onto the top rope where Ang or I believe it was Kurt Angle was prone and does a nice assisted Rana. That spot was just mwah. Then we see the first fall here won by Edge and Rey Mysterio with uh, the what I call the Rougeau bomb, which is basically like a uh, a power bomb by one guy and a seated Santon by another. That was a move that was made fabulous Fabulous, famous by the fabulous Rougeau brothers. From Montreal to Memphis, parley vous français. Tell all the girls that the Rougeau's on their way. I could break out into the rest of that song right now, but I promised myself I would not. We see a Brett's Rope fireman carry 
into a reverse bulldog. We see a hot tag to Edge. Spears reversed. And then eventually Benoit with a belt shot on Edge. Ankle lock. Edge is out cold. But he taps in a semi-conscious state. And we have a 1-1 tie going into overtime now. Benoit with the suplexes. Work, working over Edge. We see a Bronco Buster by Ray. Benoit with the German. Angle is knocked into Benoit. There's a 619, and there is nothing there. Eventually, we have a sunset flip, and we have new tag team champions. But wait, Kurt Angle grabbed the rope during the three count, and the ref restarts this match. Ray is then worked over. Edge gets locked in the ankle lock. We see a spear to Kurt Angle in Air Canada. While Edge is um, <clears throat> pinning Angle, Edge moves. Benoit hits Angle with the Air Canada. And then now, for real, we have new tag team champions. I wrote NXT in brackets here, and I just remembered that I think there was a match this week with Zoe Stark and uh, I can't remember the other girl's name having a dusty finish and then not winning the tag team championships and Nikita Lyons that's who it is and yeah that gets that kind of took me back to another full circle moment Nate take a shot once again I'm sorry but yeah this match friggin ruled we have new tag team champions we now have new frenemies Angle and Benoit aren't the champs anymore so I guess they can just go at each other and I should also note here that uh, Brother Christian is also a tag team champion on Monday Night Raw, ENC for life. Backstage, Mark Lloyd interviews The Big Show about, uh, about Brock and Eddie, and he basically says, stick around and find out, or if you will, fuck around and find out. Backstage, Los Guerreros run into Paul Vato, Pablo! We... Eddie friggin' rules. Like, we have something in common, S.A. No, you were saying that Brock Lesnar can't beat the big show. That was actually confidential between me and Brock in front of the television cameras, Paul, you idiot. But we got something in common, S.A. We don't think so either. Brock just stampedes, storms out of his dressing room, trying to chase them down. And then Paul Heyman just blows up at him like Brock I am sick of this shit talking about him being hurt and you have to listen to reason Brock who got you here me every big name in history has either been with me dangerous alliance or worked for me ECW and he talks about the whole history of legends that Brock Lesnar has beaten and then still plants the seed of doubt about the big show in your state or maybe without his broken ribs or whatever you can't beat the big show you can go wrestle Eddie Guerrero without me so that's what happens Brock versus Eddie and man just about what 14 15 16 months after this we would see this match once again but Oh, history will be made on that night. So right away here, Brock mauls 
Eddie Guerrero. Puts him up in the Bruno backbreaker, the the Canadian backbreaker, if you will, which now makes a little bit more sense because Proc lives in Canada. So Eddie is trying to get his shots in, trying to get a drop kick in here. He eventually locks in the lasso for El Paso for about three seconds, and Brock Lesnar powers out of it immediately. Chavo tries to get cheap shots in, but F5, it's over. Brock Lesnar wins this match. Afterwards, Big Show attacks and throws Brock off of the SmackDown, Smackdown stage in the same fashion that he did to The Undertaker a few weeks ago. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Fretzelmania. It's a shorter one this week. This was a pretty run-of-the-mill episode of SmackDown, although that two out of three falls tag team title match was an absolute banger. That dusty finish was just the icing on the cake, and the fact that both Edge and Christian, our one half of the tag team champions on Raw and SmackDown, it just, uh, it reeks of awesomeness. I mean, it was one of the better matches that I've seen this year, and 2002 has a lot of bangers. I missed a bunch of them on SmackDown, like that one singles match between Edge and Eddie that went, I think, 40-something minutes, and a ladder got involved, and there was like a sunset flip bomb off the ladder, or a DDT off the ladder, and it it was absolutely freaking bonkers. Uh, next week is the go-home show to the Survivor Series, but I'm also going to be recording the Survivor Series itself with none other than King Ricky Rosé. I think by the time you hear this, uh, Ricky and I would have already recorded Probably had a a good time doing so. I haven't recorded anything with him since I was on Kings of the Rings on like episode 104, I think it was. Now they're up to 300 and about 313 or so, if I'm not mistaken. And I've already watched Survivor Series 02, and it's a damn good event. I'm really looking forward to this. Folks, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm still using it just a teeny bit. At Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast is available on Wrestle Addict Radio. Say it with me, folks. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. Wherever podcasts can be heard. Buy our merch on Spring. Link is in the, in the description below here. And listen to the rest of us. In the war round, that being the Kings of the Rings podcast, streaming every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitch, and a few other places where Ricky, Will, and Kay just talk about random stuff in the week of wrestling. It is during Dynamite, but hey, you can put Dynamite on the TV while you watch on your phone. It's a good time. It's mostly me spamming the chat with (laughs) a bunch of nonsense. Also, the Brace for Impact podcast, where my good brother, Nate, the effing great, is chronologically critiquing, thank you, OSW Review, each pay-per-view in TNA. And although 
he is on a hiatus right now. I have to highlight my good brother, Zach, from the Young Lions perspective, who is documenting his journey with mental health and his journey with therapy. It's uh, really good eye-opening stuff. You know, mental health is something that is not meant to be taken lightly. It should be discussed. And if I can be frank, folks, I don't know how to talk about it. But if you want to listen to someone who does and listen to some very, very insightful things, listen to The Young Lion's Journey, which is on Zach's uh, personal podcasting feed. It is not on the war feed, but he's on his Anchor.fm Young Lion's Perspective. It's, It's in there. I highly recommend checking it out. And also follow us on Twitter at addict underscore wrestle. I sometimes live tweet Monday Night Raw or some other wrestling shows giving ridiculously funny or terrible takes, you know, just for fun. Because that's what wrestling is, folks. It's supposed to be fun. So be excellent to each other and have a wonderful week. We'll see you soon.